I'm give the rest of you the opportunity to walk out that door. I have no quarrel with you. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. You shall not pass! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I thought my jokes were bad. That was awesome! <laughs> yes! Boas. That's Bubba. Bubba's Fets. Bubba's Shrimp. Bubba. Yeah, we'll Bubba's get it. And Bubba's Shrimp is what they got. All right. We were sitting next to a millionaire. <laughs> Would you like to see what Lieutenant Dan looks like? All right. Hmm. <laughs> she was like, okay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Comic Shop Couch. I am Joe President, and here with me is Marco the Heretic. Dickie Wren. That's Superior Raw. I'm glad that you got that out of your system. Thank you. It's been a while. We're back. We're back. We're back. And this episode, it's just going to be our two-month turn on, and we're just going to banter. So everyone, just sit back and enjoy it. I feel like doing something crazy right now. Do I have your permission to do it? Yes. Yeah, I have editing powers. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, don't punch me. Ooh. Oh, he's erasing our whiteboard. And I get the, I get it. I get it. So we're not looking at it. Oh, Josh, Dickie looked distraught. I did. So this up, ep- yes, this episode, <laughs> we are in a new home. We are in a new home, a new recording studio. With a great host. With a, Aww. and Raw Dog is via phone. He could not make it into the studio, but he is here. Marco is here. Dickie is here. Are we going to call it Dickie Ren Studios? No, this is actually Dickie Labs. Dickie oh. Labs. We're in a process. Dickie's Ranch. Dickie's Ranch. Dickie's Ranch. It's Dickie Labs Dickie by Labs. Joshua Richard. All right. We're in Dickie Labs and it is, <laughs> he's doing a fantastic job. He's building a recording studio. It looks amazing. What are we going to talk about today? Everything and anything. Okay. Let's well, talk about the matrix. Okay. Let's do it. You guys all see it? Well, yes. yes. Marco, you go ahead and go first, man. Cause you're the one who really wasn't feeling it. Dude, it was terrible. Okay. It was absolutely <laughs> horrible. Tell us why. Because you have a immense buildup from three movies that created a trilogy. And if you go to, if you go to Matrix, the first Matrix, it was slow. It was about moments. It was building up. And then you go to Matrix Resurrection and it was just a smorgasbord of putting things in and the French guy came in, he was yelling and I think French, I could understand a thing he was saying. It was insane. It was nuts. It was uh, the the Merovingian. Like they talked about, we need in the beginning, they're like foreshadowing. We need to redo bullet time. Well, they did. All Neo did was put his hands up and block like nothing there. I don't, to me, it was not. I, I don't know. To me, it was absolutely horrible and I hated it. And did anyone else hate it? I liked it. Oh, I liked it. I will watch it once and probably not, not again. Here's why I liked it. 
And if you're going to ask me like one out of 10 couch cushions, I'm giving in a five. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, I, I liked revisiting the character. I liked seeing everybody. I felt it missed the mark with not having or actor. Working. Yeah. And the actors in it, but I did appreciate the new actors and I understood where they're going. I also had captioning on. So I was understanding what they were saying, especially around the table when they were basically right. in real time telling us what this movie was about and not how they're not going to rehash Matrix and it's not going to just be a Kung Fu movie for Kung Fu's sake, which if you want that, I can see how you would be pissed. Right. If you want the tried and true, I could see it. For me, I liked it because of revisiting the characters, seeing where they were at, and I liked that they focused away from Neil and more on Trinity. And I, I liked the visuals of the machine world and more of the machines and how they're like insect and animal based versus human based. But I guess that's why I'm giving it a five because it was like, I didn't come out of there going, oh my God, you guys need to see this. But I didn't go away feeling what you felt, Marco, where it was, I hated it. It was complete disappointment. And I, I, I could understand that. Yeah. The, yeah, Neil, I get it. Neil just putting up his hands and that didn't bother me because I'm like, Neil's old. He doesn't need, it's like how Emperor does lightning and how like all these aged like masters, they realize what their greatest gifts and it's the little, the least effort and he's awakening and he's old. He's just old. And I could see him doing that because I would be like, I don't want to pull out all these bendy moves. I'm just going to do this and I'm going to, it's like <laughs> Vader force choking everyone where he doesn't have to pull out his lightsaber. Anymore. I understood it from that point of view. But if you were like wanting a, holy crap, those moves are awesome to look at. And I could see how you missed. I wanted to me, it wasn't very mind bending at all. It was straightforward. And I was looking for this great reveal. And I, and the reveal was that apparently Trinity is the way they're, they're both the one they share. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For she's the one that can fly now in this. Matrix. No, they both can fly. No, he can hang. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they filmed it. They filmed it at the very end. This. I like that. It wasn't the, and I'm a man, so I get it. I like that. It wasn't Neil's the man. So he needs to be stop the star and the woman is supported character. I liked that that Trinity. And that's because of how the, the movie was super duper meta. It was. And if you hate and that, that another thing people hate. hated. Yeah. yeah that's why people meta. really hated the movie. But I understood the reason why they did it. But I, I liked the movie for what it was, but I also hate the fact that they can't continue from it because it wasn't successful. Is it supposed to be a new trilogy? Or is that is yes. that it would have been if it had are they, did they stop it? I thought they were going forward with another. No, they said no, they're not. Oh. Hmm. Dickie, what you think? You said I, you mentioned you hate meta. I don't like meta. I just don't. Like, that's why I don't like the Deadpool movies. That's why I've just seen them once, because I need to see them. But I don't, I just, I don't know. I, I don't like meta. I like winking at the camera without winking at the camera because we are sophisticated enough to catch that stuff. Mm -hmm. But to go full meta and to place the filmmakers' gripes in our world, I can see. Some of that movie was spent trashing us for liking Matrix. 
You're right. Right. Like, right. Why are you making me feel bad for liking a movie that was flipping awesome, you know, what, 30 or 20 years ago? You're right. Yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't come away with your feelings from that dinner table. And I, I was like, oh, they're talking to us. This is what they're going to do. I guess it's more of, for me, like what Edgar Wright used to do. He used to put the start and finish of his movies in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. a, a little bit of a, what's a pulp or Quentin Tarantino type of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where they're like, oh, if you catch it and you're actually listening to dialogue, they say how the movie's going to end. I like that. So I, I, and I think I grasped onto the positive side of that. But it is a movie that I will not watch again. Speaking of uh, Quentin Tarantino and completely changing the subject, I talked to Joe about this, but have you guys heard the theory that Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction is the is Nick Fury? Oh, no. Oh, that was uh, that TikTok I sent you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you sent it. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm buying. I'm in. <laughs> I accept it. I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the way that he tied it in was amazing. I was like, oh, wow, like, I got to have everybody else watch this. The scripture that Samuel Jackson quotes, and I don't know what that scripture is in Pulp Fiction, is the scripture that's on Nick Fury's... Is it great? No, it's not. Great it's it's, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I then, could get behind that. And then what's in the uh, what's in the briefcase that they're, they're touting around that clothes is the Mind Stone. In yeah, that was awesome. That, that was one of the, the rare things that I watched on there and loved it. Anyway, all right. it's just all part of the Matrix. This is all about our bantering and stuff, so we don't really have a formula for this one. But Matrix, does anyone else want to say anything other than our... I like that the focus was on Neo and Trinity. Mm -hmm. I thought that was important. I liked the new characters a lot. I liked the fact that Morpheus was actually a machine this time around. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I thought the new characters were awesome. I did like the idea that Morpheus was created again. Yeah, I did like that. I just, it would have been nice to see Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving. And because the, the visual of, I think that's the one thing I didn't like. I didn't like the, the fact that Hugo Weaving wasn't in it. And I'm like, are you not, you do not have the tournament or was it too expensive? And I do, and I get the Lawrence Fishburne thing because he put on a lot of weight, like doing like blackish and other stuff. So it was like, he's not to his original self, like everybody else is going to gain a lot of weight, but yeah. But it uh, probably wouldn't have thing. It wouldn't have made sense either. Cause he would have had to have been old as well. Yeah. What's well, he's a program though. So it doesn't matter. I get maybe, yeah. maybe they would have did the de-aging technology, but that probably would have pissed people off too, though. Of Hugo Weaving and Keanu Reeves teaming up together to fight agents would have been yes, would have been, been cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a missed mark. And uh, what I'll, I'll say, what I did like about what I didn't like, I like that. I like that the action was more. It was more like you know you, you know, like force powers, but. I, I felt like he over exhausted that throughout the movie. And I feel Marco on that because he was just using it at every turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's what he did. Like, you know, and he did some fighting, which I understand, but you've been doing the John Wick movies too, man. So there's no excuse for no kung fu to be done in well, this movie. That's the issue. Well, the issue was the, the, the kung fu in this movie wasn't even as good as the kung fu in the previous movies. That the, the, the editing that they had right. was it wasn't. Wasn't really quick editing. It was like, they they weren't capturing what was right, so it was just all quick shots. And so mm -hmm. I didn't want the same Kung Fu. I wanted something that was at least a little bit different, but they didn't even meet up hey, last I'm asking, I'm asking for, uh, like, like you, I'm asking for upgrade. Yeah. You know, 
yes, this is, you know, like, asking you to get me to the same thing, but give me a taste of what I had in the past, but make it better. Yep. And that's right. cool. And it's like, that's not hard at all. That's not hard. So that's what everybody else is doing. I give it a, a two couch. Okay. Two couch. My lowest yeah. score I've ever given. I give it a five. I'll give it, I'll, I'll give it a six. Same five. I, there were things I liked in it, but why are you making me feel bad <laughs> for liking the original? Sorry, filmmakers. Uh, sorry, I liked your stuff. All right. Okay. Bubba Gump, otherwise known as Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. That is out dicky. I love it. Uh, I know a lot of people don't, mm -hmm. but I love spending time with uh, the Tuscan Raiders. I love the fact that you can, the, the way they communicate, there's a lot of Native American language in there. Uh, I don't want to say sign language, but gestures, you know what I'm trying to say? I love that part of it. I love grinding down to how the Tuscans work, you know, why they're not together. Why are they, there's so many of them and they're so weak, but mm -hmm. Again, I'm thankful for any new Star Wars. And the thing that I love about Mandalorian is that we're able to sit in these worlds for a minute and we're able to take them in and look around. And this show has, and this show is even slower than Mandalorian. You know what I mean? We're, it's, you're right. Yeah. I, we're spending time in a place that yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of buildup. Yeah. It's a, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a little kid, we were born in 80. So like Return of the Jedi, we were, I would have four. been just turning four when that movie came out. So my first impressions of Star Wars are Jabba's palace, they're Tatooine, yeah. they're Luke Skywalker showing up and, you know, doing what he did. That It's all of it. And this show for people our age is allowing us to sit in that world for a minute. Yeah. And, and I love it. I, I love how slow it is. I agree with Tamura Morrison, the actor, that Bubba is speaking too much, but how else are we supposed to know what he's thinking? I, I don't know how else to get that across, but I, I don't mind sitting and watching two fat huts just talk to each other and communicate to each other and letting that scene play out or the camera focusing on Black Kirsten for a, an extra beat just so we can take in that character. And I like it for reasons that a lot of people don't. Ray Rodog. I am loving the series so far. I, I'm loving all the story and the backstory that I'm getting for Boba Fett because you didn't get a lot of this with him. You got bits and pieces from other series. Like the Clone Wars, you got to see how he came up in his youth to become a, a, a bounty hunter and how ruthless he had to be in order to be what he was. And that's the legend that you got to see now. How he even got out of the Sarlacc pitch. Dude, the armor is what saved him. That was amazing. Wow. Like, this best car armor is the shift. I got to get me some because uh, it's saving you from blaster fire and it's saving you from monsters that could devour you. Oh, and then he went back to get it because I was like, first of all, how did you think about it? Like, why would you lose your armor after getting out of there? Like somebody had to have it. Like he went back to the beast to get it and find out it wasn't there. <laughs> that was cool. I, was, I uh, like that scene. Yeah. And I like how he's, you can tell that, like, he's not a solidified, he, you know how in the beginning he was like a solidified bad guy. Yes. But now it's, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just, I'm like how Jango Fett was. I'm just a dude out here trying to make it in the world. And if I can help some people along the way, he's basically like Wolverine, but 
people don't want to admit to that, you know, so I'm enjoying it so far. I, I love Benedict Shan's character mm-hmm. and you get to see how she survived because he took her and made her a, a goddamn, I guess she's a cyborg now. Yeah. Like these big dumbass pisses at her body. She better be super strong now too. <laughs> she's just got really strong but, uh, abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could do something. But she's, she's snapping. She's doing good stuff. The, the damn Wookiee, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, he's the <laughs> most badass. Black Kirsten. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. He's from the it's comics. Like, it's like, yeah, from the comics. They fall, I'm, so, I'm so glad that they brought him in. He's terrifying. terrifying. He's terrifying. He is. Do you know who the actor is that Just, plays him? Anyone? I don't know. He looks like he'd be like a wrestler he, or something. His he's eyes. a black dude, but I can't remember what other roles he's played, but he's a really big guy. And he's loving the role. He was like, man, if I, if I can keep playing dude, I'll, I'll keep doing it. You know? <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, that was a big. So he was the first comic character that was established in the comics to show up on live action. I did. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yep, a lot of my comics went up in value <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I like it. Everything that you guys are saying, I find myself excited, and I, I remember I go, "Oh yeah, I was excited at that part." The Wookiee, the Gladiator Wookiee, just his eyes looking at you. Mm. I, I he terrifies me. The Jabba cousins, they aren't lame, and they aren't like. Just they aren't campy is great. The CG. Pretty sure they're great. doing it though. Proximity. <laughs> you know, Boba Fett, I think he looks amazing. I love his black robes. I love like what you said, Dickie, with we're back at Tatooine. I didn't know how I felt about the the biker gang, but I understand that this whole Star Wars uh, is also they, the prequel. Uh, how else do you fill out this universe? You have to fill it out somehow. You're you right. have to. Yes. And some things are gonna hit and some things aren't. You're, I personally I like them for trying. In, in that, I'm not saying that I hated it. Or Are you talking about it. the cybergenic people? Yes. All of it. Oh, because that is, it doesn't fit. All to that. Me. That was fine. But the biker scene, the chase scene, that was the weakest thing out of this whole series to me. It wasn't my favorite. I, I guess I'm saying I do like it. I do like it. The Sarlacc pit was awesome. My favorite parts of it is Boba Fett in the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that how you can get behind how he's changing because he's now part of a tribe. So right. seeing that is great. I just found myself forgetting. I think um, I think when he went through that, that reminded him of his time with the clothes when he was coming up with the kid. Yeah. So I, I like that. So I don't have a problem with it. I like it. I just, there's a reason why I'm forgetting it's Wednesdays. Whereas Mandalorian, <laughs> Mandalorian I am, I'm salivating for next week. It doesn't mean that I don't like it though. Like I loved when he went after the Sarlacc pit and then, uh, and and the Sarlacc went after his ship. I was like, oh man, that's cool. That's cool. I'm just not like, sometimes I notice if I'm watching it, I'll look at my phone. And when I'm looking at my phone, I'm not drawn into what I'm looking at the TV. So I found that about myself. And then this week's episode just Mm -hmm. made me realize what I'm really into. So we had an episode of Boba Fett right. that didn't have Boba Fett in it. And this was my favorite episode. But it's not because I think Boba Fett is bad. I just think of my personal taste of I get the, I like this character. And Bryce Dallas Howard, oh my gosh. She delivers Star Wars. She understands Star Wars like a fan. A fan who, who's like, that? 
She is actress in Jurassic, Jurassic World. Okay. Red hair. Okay. Ron oh, Hubbard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every episode that she's directed in Mandalorian has been like almost the favorite ones of fans. Yeah. She did the one with the ATST. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's where I go to with the Mandalorian. There's moments, there's almost in all the Mandalorians, there's all these epic moments that happen. And with Boba Fett, I'm just taking it in. I'm just seeing where it's going at this point. And, and there's not moments where you and I are calling each other going, did you see this? What does that mean? It's just, you're limited, right? You're stuck on Tatooine. So you just gotta, you gotta take it in and, and see what comes. And I get that. I like, I like the theme music. I like how he looks. I like watching it. I, for, and when I go, oh yeah, it's on, I, I get, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. But I find myself not like, oh my God, like this last episode, and this is maybe Bryce Dallas Howard. I love, I was just talking this with Dickie before we were recording. She's understand Star Wars, but she's also doing a film homage. This last episode, you had Halo Games homage to that. Like seeing that, I was like, yeah, it's just Star Wars universe is see, you're huge. Getting me excited to see it. I haven't seen the last one yet. So. You had, okay, Terminator reference. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, you had a Superman, the movie, when Clark is running beside the train and he sees Lois and they wave hi to each other. That was a reference. Like everything filmed. There was even a couple more that I can't think of at the moment that I was just blown away. You see Mando. You see where it's going. But then I was like, okay, I like these characters more than I do Boba Fett. So, but it doesn't mean that the next episode is going to be like, oh my God, and it gets better. I am, I am of the mind where I'm watching this, see where it's going, and I'm glad I'm watching it. Sometimes I just want right. Boba to keep his helmet on. Unlike Ando. I was so excited when I saw his silhouette through the plastic oh. in the beginning of that episode. It was <laughs> soon as... Because you can't tell right away, but when he turned and you saw the spear sticking out, yep. you knew it was Mando right away. And then the music came on. Like, yep. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, you saw the silhouette. Yep. And right. then the music hit right when you're like, oh, it's him. Yeah. So that, that's what I thought. Now I know. Marco. Oh, and I love how they handled the dark saber. Oh, yeah. Oh, The ship. All I kept thinking about is, where oh, does he get these wonderful toys? The ship was amazing. That was... Yeah. Ah, oh, see, see, I, I'm getting these like, ooh, moments. So I think for me, Man, I'd he, gets like, all, he gets all the coolest yeah, shit. He does. I'm going to continue to watch. I don't diss it. I don't hate it. I like it. I, I find it enjoyable. But where my heart lies is Mandalorian. Going forward, I think it'll be good. Yeah. One last thing. How awesome was it when the X rings came up again? Oh, that was cool. And uh, he's wait. Where you, did you know all about this Razor Crest? And he just pressed the button and he was out. He's like, he just went to hyperdrive. He's like, no, he did it. <laughs> do we want to, do we want to report this? Do you want to go back and fill out paperwork all day? Hit jetted on the ass. Like, oh shit, I'm out of here. It, it, that was a reference to fast, too fast, too furious of shit. <laughs> it, there were so many references in that episode alone that I was geeking. Well, he went through Beggar's Canyon. Yeah. Or Canyon. The one yeah, where, yeah. That, it looked like, cause it's, it. Same cockpit that was a callback. Just about the same controls. Right? Yep. That and a callback to freaking Luke on the Death Star. This is just like Bayer's Canyon. Pod racing. Oh man. Yep. Okay. All right. So that was uh Bubba Gump. <laughs> and Bubba Gump's what you got. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it's been a while, people. 
fans, listeners, MC, 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 Do we want to do we? Okay, real quick, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. All right. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So we're going to the show. We're, we're going to jump into the movies. We're going to go. Yeah. Hawkeye. Marco the Heretic. I think it was one of my favorite. I think it was really well done. And I, I just loved hanging out with Hawkeye for the entire series. And yep. he's just a cool, chill guy that just wants to be with his family. But he cares about people too. And it was a nice, slow build up all the way to the end. I like the fight scene on the ice rink. Very cool. Very epic. But, I, you know, I'm just a, I'm a visual buff. I just like what I see. And if it's cool, I go, that was cool. That was fun. And the end. Go ahead, Dickie. I liked that every episode was a day. I like that he's trying to get home for Christmas. That's a pretty cool movie motif that we all miss from the 80s. Kate Bishop was incredible. I thought she was awesome. Even Jack Duquesne was awesome. I liked him from the get. Starsman? Yeah. 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 That actor was incredible. Uh, so he was an actual character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. See, I didn't know that. And that oh, yeah. makes sense. He's on our side, but still get him out of here. <laughs> uh, I like that Yelena showed up. I like the new the character Echo. She's getting her own Disney plus show. I don't know if you guys know that or not. No, I don't. And yeah. like Daredevil is supposed to, yeah. or is expected to show up in that. And that's how they're going to yeah. connect those universes. But I thought the biggest thing was Kate Bishop. I thought she was incredible. The actress, the character, when she's going into the building across the street and Hawkeye says, what does he say? Your inability to act like a grown up shouldn't you know, shouldn't get you off of things or whatever. I, I forget exactly how he said that, but just basically pointing out that she lucks her way through stuff. Yeah. Which is fun to watch her banter right down to the guy in the elevator telling him that she's on, on an earpiece with an Avenger. Just all of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I love all of it. The conversation with Yelena in her apartment, oh, when, which she keeps saying Kate Bishop. Which I'm going to interject right now. I found out, I listen to Fake Doctors, Real Friends and Zach Braff. That's yeah. Florence Pugh's boyfriend. He said that she said almost all of that was improv. Mm -hmm. You can tell. And, it the, was. and the mac and cheese and the hot sauce was her on the spot. Yeah. And then her line about, oh, my dad said this is good for you. That was all yeah. on the spot, which makes me love her. Yep. She th That was great. The ending was great. The closure. Yeah, I got. like her better than Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Me too. Sorry to say. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawkeye, when, he whist when he's on the ground and he whistles to get her attention. Just all of it. So much stuff was closed out in that episode, not just from Hawkeye, but from Black Widow and, you know, everything else. Hawkeye's wife is Agent 11? Mockingbird? Okay. Which was great that she's... Did they establish... They yes. did. Yes. They didn't say Mockingbird, they, 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 they had the number. That? No, because Mockingbird showed up in... I've heard and this. I heard this conflict. And I brought that up in the Discord... In the Geek Set podcast, and I was like, no, they brought Mockingbird in, and then they killed her. Unless they brought another Mockingbird in, but they didn't establish that yet. So I hope they do that. Like, they had two Mockingbirds instead of just one. I do the fact that him and Mockingbird did get married now, if that's what happened. I heard that as well, but I heard that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is becoming not canon as no. far as MCU. Oh, that's bullshit, man. Whatever. That's what I... You can't establish... You can't, you cannot establish Agent Coulson and give him his own show and then be like, oh, no, he never existed. That's cool. No, 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 yes, no, no. Can. 
you he did exist but he only existed in, in the movie fashion not in the agent of shield fashion like how they wrote out in humans because in humans because all that stuff was canon and it was down not a revolver man whatever yeah. but that all happened yeah. after colson left anyway yeah after colson but, died in the bank they can do the same thing the star wars did that's well yeah but okay okay by so, the same company right raw dog hawkeye okay so I will say the first two episodes, because they, come at, they came out at the same time. So it was a slow burn and I was like, I wasn't feeling it at first, but as it got better through three, four, five, or six, it was a great ride. It was fun. Uh, all the tricks that he was teaching her, that she was such a, it, and it was a good thing because also it was like, it wasn't one of those don't meet your hero moments and she got to meet her hero and she actually was like, she grew to like the more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because her inspiration was that she saw him doing the whole Shatari situation during crazy. the first Avengers movie. Well, that means that he's just a normal guy doing this. Then that means I could do that too. And that's inspired her. And that should have inspired a lot of human beings who saw Hawkeye and Black Widow out there with these major players out there fighting this war. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's funny that you don't see more human characters out there. And, you know, you have your street level human characters and your superhero and Hawkeye are those types and whoever are at that pinnacle, like, I guess when we finally get Moon Knight, that's when he'll come in and, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll throw him in the Avengers and, so good. and he'll be there and he'll be their Batman, you know, it, but oh man, it was, uh, I like the fact that they brought Kate in it and they showed him getting, getting, giving Kate Bishop that work. <laughs> I hope and pray to God that they did not kill him, bringing him in, no. showing up that he had all just to kill him off. Like, that would piss me off, Marvel. So, please, do not have done that. That's a comic storyline. I know, but just to give me an Echo series, it's, oh, he might be dead. Like, man, cool, cool. Leave me with that mystery then, because I don't want to know. You know, hopefully his ship pop back up and, and kick Daredevil's ass. Who knows? It, I heard that she's from Wisconsin. Who knows? Yeah, so for me, it's I'm going to kind of wrap this up. Hawkeye, probably my favorite. MCU series. Um, okay, let's go by levels. Uh, okay, so let's say okay, I'll I'll say Loki was my first. Yeah. Then it's Hawkeye. Yeah. Then it's One Division. Yeah. And then it's Winter Soldier and and uh, Falcon. For me, it is probably Hawkeye first. Loki. One Division. Winter Soldier last. I'm gonna ditto that. I'm looking at it same. I, I don't know. Hawkeye, Loki, and WandaVision are all tied for me. Yeah. I, all three of them are. All three of them are, well, effing awesome. They are awesome. And I loved Loki just because it's Loki and it was that. Well, the know. impact of what lo happened in Loki to what's going to happen. And that's why Loki's my number one because of the impact of what Loki had in his show. Well, like, his shit was the, yeah, if you look number at, one. If you look at your order, those are the shows that were more recent. So the most recent show, MCU show, is our favorite. Well, WandaVision came first, and that was... Well, yeah, yeah. but that's different. Winter and Soldier was just different. I, Yes. I liked characters. Obviously, I made it known. Characters that I could see myself as or relate to, and I found myself relating big time to Hawkeye. Even though I don't want to be, I want to be like, I'm Captain America, or I'm Thor. And I'm like, oh, man, am I... I want to be the guy that sleeps on Grills's couch. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got his hearing i like that he's broken and it, mm -hmm. you know you know he's old and he's got his family i'm a big very family oriented man and uh, like 
you just we haven't talked about larping i was just gonna say that yeah and i don't know for this it had all elements that i love like christmas family the, the body falling apart and how you're reacting to that where if you lose the things that you love can you become the stone cold killer cruel you know and uh, larping like when he was doing the larping and he was doing it i was like i want to be there hmm. that's one thing that i want to experience in my life <laughs> i want to go on a full weekend with people who love this stuff just as much as me and larp and play by the rules and do it like i would love it i thought the actors in the show were great like kate bishop yeah the hawkeye <laughs> like, even at the end the last sentence at the end of the series mm -hmm. when she was like lady hawk and stuff and he's just listen i got a perfect name and it went to hawkeye he's like, what about and then the hawkeye, hawkeye like what are you doing lady that like, was cool you know and i like that his wife wasn't just and not that it's bad stop like, bringing strange girls into our home <laughs> She was an agent. She was an agent, in which means she probably can kick some ass. Yeah, that's, I love that. Like, everything about it, I just love. Like, Kingpin, the mm -hmm. fact that it was the same actor. Yes. But it was the comic book Kingpin. I was wondering. He said, he said that he, his direction was that you're playing the continuation of your character from Daredevil. And he was great. Oh, my yeah. God. Did not create he great. ripped the door off. And when she shot him with the arrow and he just shrugged it off and he's still like, it, it's hard to talk. I was like, man, I can't wait to see Tom Holland take on this guy. Yeah. You know, loved it. I, I Big hundred pounds of one, the, one, the one thing that I think I laughed the hardest at is when, when the freaking, the, the track shoot suit gang was taking their van and they were going to ram him and he hit the arrow and it shrunk him. And you hear their voices like going, <laughs> And all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, I'll have to ask uh, Scott about that. And as soon as they were going to like try to pick it up, the freaking owl took it up. Oh, yeah. That's like when you hear them screaming and you're like, oh, that's kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> that I was laughing my butt off at that scene. So yeah, it was good. It was all good. <laughs> uh, the arrow, when, when she shot the arrow and he hit it down and hit it with the, made the arrow huge on the bridge that was a cool oh yeah yeah they, all the trick arrows everything they pull all the stops the suction cup arrow <laughs> yeah. it was good like even sword the swordsman how he was just so happy he finally's like ah he was my, taking my people the hell out he like no he was he, murdering he was going off it's he my was going off. He was hanging it's my time to shine. I'm happy he was good because he was just so likable. He was likable. Yeah. The mom, I love that actress anyway. So I, I like, she's. But yeah, every time she plays, every time she plays the mother, you know, she's going to do something shite. I know. Like, she was, in, she was in Godzilla. She did the same thing as a mom. And then she was in, uh, she was in base motel playing, uh, Lauren Bates. Yeah. Like, like, she go, she gonna be, she do some, I'm like, man, she gonna do some shady shit. Watch. <laughs> yeah. You're right. All right, so I I give it eleven out of ten. Aha! Wow. Well, at least it's not a ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you give it? I give it. I, I I'll give it an eight because it started out slow for me. Okay. Picky. Ten. I thought it was great. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Cool. Uh, which leads us on to our last topic. Yeah. Spider Man. No way home. No way home. Who wants to start? Actually, you know what? I'll start. Joe will start. Okay. Holy crap. This on the level of Joe Perez movies is 
probably second under Infinity War and Endgame for me. I was lucky enough to be genuinely surprised. Oh, by the way, people, this is uh, spoilers. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's January now, so come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough not to know that Tom Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire were in this. There was some speculation, but you hear that about everything. I just assumed. I assumed they were. Yeah, I assumed also. But you yeah, never know until it pops up. I had genuine mm. surprise. Our crowd was amazing when we saw it. Oh, man. The Daredevil being in it, everything in it, it. This was, to me, a perfect movie. It had heart. It had sadness. I teared up. I was laughing my ass off. People were cheering. They fixed everything that kind of pissed me off in the Spider-Man movies as well. Like when I, we heard this guy next to us, when Green Goblin smashed that helmet, I heard the guy go, finally, finally, yes. <laughs> and I went and I was like, I know. And then they brought Goblin back and I'm like, that's Green Goblin. Oh my, just without the mask. Hmm. And Willem Dafoe, you don't need a mask. Oh my God. He did all his stunts in the movie i found out that the scene at the end when they're planning the peter one peter two peter three andrew garfield the i love you was completely oh, yeah. Lib. Yep. and they kept mcguire's reaction it was, and you see tom holland kind of crack a smile and i went back and watched it it's just magic like that he's like yeah, wait i love you and then I love you guys. A, yeah them being amazing actors, they roll with it, too, inside their characters. MJ, uh, there's so much. I could just, I could, we could do a podcast about mm -hmm. this. Yep. Which maybe we should. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, I'm giving it an 11 out of 10. There's nothing that would change. <laughs> nothing that would change about it. December was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. It was great to see Jamie Foxx and not a blue Jamie Foxx, like. Everyone was back to their original source. Doc, I will say it's about Sandman. Why didn't they show him at all as a real person? Because he did not. He just lent his voice. The same thing with Dr. Kurt Connors. They could not get the actor to be in the movie. I read. I, oh. I, I went to see that too. Yes. So they used stills and scenes from Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man to fill that in. And they just did their voice acting. Which I was like, all right. But so why even use them then? Because he got to waste the time. Uh, no, it's not. I think it was fine. It was important to have Doc Ock in there at least. Doc Ock was a redemption. Oh, I'm not disagreeing to Doc Ock. He, like, was, he was only the he was one of the main villains in the, in the movie. I, I thought it was I thought it was needed, much needed. Well, so if that, that was the case, they could have got Tom. Uh, Tom, uh, not Tom. What's the boy's name from uh, that '70s show? Topher. 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 Yeah, they could have got time for the new Venom, you know, if they really I wanted to. I don't know, but I'm I'm going to end it on this. Tom Hardy, the last scene, him as Venom, I was cracking up. I loved it. I loved how Venom was drunk, and he wanted Tom to go skinny dipping, and he was pinching his nipples when he was like, a word drink. And Eddie Brock was learning the story of Iron Man and Thanos, and he was just like, no. Aliens don't like stones. I'll tell you what they like. They want to eat brains and they keep bugging you about brains. <laughs> and it was just amazing. And then how they sent them back. I was very disheartened, but they left the symbiote there, which means it's going to be the best of both worlds because they pushed back Morbius because word on the street is they're now going to do their own Spideyverse with Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, 
with Tom Hardy's Venom and Jared yeah. Leto's Morbius. And then they're going to do a proper Venom story with Tom Holland. Because and then at the end, when Tom Holland makes his own Spidey suit and it is Steve Ditko version, Stanley yeah. Steve Ditko Spidey suit. I, this gave me everything I wanted. And that's all I have to say about that. Marco. I think when you have a movie that makes other movies and Spider-Man's better than what it was, the movies surpassed what everything that you could hope for. I mean, they, they made those side villains, Ray, better. And the redeeming their characters or redeeming them as villains in general. When you look at Jamie Foxx, he was terrible. Like to me, it was terrible. Like, I, I'm like, why am I even watching this? But now I actually want to go back and watch those Spider-Mans to now that I know their fate and that those, that this is their fate, it changes those movies. And that's what I like. Uh, there's a lot that I like about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, but this was an aspect that want is bringing me back to those other movies to to watch them again you're right it did like the side characters i'm just having lizard going no way is that his girlfriend no way <laughs> just loving dicky right from the get when murdoch showed up oh. as his lawyer i grabbed your arm oh yeah that was really cool i thought when you grabbed my arm but i also liked it when he caught the brick through the window and he showed up within the first five minutes of the movie and i think when he showed up that signaled this movie's wide open uh, that's how I felt. As soon as he was there, I was like, okay, we're in for a ride. If you're slipping Daredevil in as a small character, there's other stuff waiting down the road for us. Like the conversation about his webbing coming out of his body. <laughs> oh my gosh. The spider meme scene when Ned comes in and says, Peter, and then they all say, yeah. And then they all say the same thing uh, a couple lines in a row. Aunt May, when she died. Oh my God. I, I teared up. Uh, to me, that was easily... Even after Infinity War and Endgame, the most emotional moment in the MCU, I think. And after that was the one thing out of this whole movie that surprised me that I knew they were going to do it, but I was going to be like, when are they going to do it? And they did it right before he had to hit his adolescence. And it's like, dog, that's going to push him to be an adult more than anything else going on in this movie. You look at the last three huge MCU movies, you have Infinity War, mm -hmm. you have Endgame, and then now you have this. All three emotional cues in all three of those movies, you have Tom Holland driving that with powerhouse actors. You have Tom Holland at the end of Infinity War apologizing to Tony Stark because you were confused and you didn't really fully understand what was happening. Yeah. Because he was the last one to go, that that emotional cue of him apologizing to Tony Stark is what I what got me started at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. When at the end of Endgame, when he goes up to Tony Stark and he says, we did it. Yeah. We, you know, I didn't get emotional until that part, until Tom Holland got emotional about it. And he's telling Aunt May to get up. You know, you're okay. You're okay. But I, I think to me, Tom Holland is, phew, he's incredible. He's carrying movies that literally almost every movie star in the world is in. And, and they're going to him for the emotional cues, not... And his, these other people is is also like the way he is just lighthearted and just yep. Oh, there is a scene in there where he's swinging MJ right at the beginning, and they're going into the window. Tom Holland to keep MJ from falling grabs her butt and doesn't grab it like boosts her up, 
and you hear him go, oh, I'm sorry. And it is, I'm looked at that and it said that is actually Tom Holland actually put in his hand on Zendaya's butt and then realizing what he's doing. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. But they kept that in because it's so Tom Holland mm. and Peter. Yep. It just, you're right. He's a great actor. He's the equivalent of Christopher Reeve. What yeah. Superman? Yeah. No, he, he's, he, no, he's, he's Michael he's J. The Fox 2.0. He's the best, <laughs> also, no, no, he's he's the best version of his character and the hero version of his character. I see what like, you're saying. They, like, like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. And right. He is Iron Man and Tony Stark. And like these, these people have made it there. Like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. And Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. I yes, I get it. No, I think anybody can play Doctor Strange. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> the, the, the other original actor they, they before him was going to be Joaquin Phoenix, and it just would have been because a, the, and then you go right there. Joaquin could have put a bit of it would have been. A, I think it would have been a different Doctor Strange, like with Benedict Cumberbatch. You could even see it in this movie, even when I think like, Benedict was a better Holmes when he played Holmes. I, I think he's an amazing for this part because even with Tom Holland, Tom Holland. Yeah, he's good for the part. No one's saying that. I'm saying like, heart. we're going to talk about, you know, I think he like people playing the epitome of the character. I think, like Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Like yes. I don't see him playing anything but Thor. You know what I'm saying? But you also have the other Chris who played the Human Torch, which he played a great Human Torch. And he played a great Captain America. I can say that you don't he played both of those roles great. Do you think that he is Cap? You don't think anyone else could have done it? I think anybody could be Cap, but he played a good Cap. And he played a great, wholesome version of Cap. But anybody could be Captain America if they'd be a wholesome person and do it. But I also liked him as Johnny Storm. And he was a great Johnny Storm because he was a playful asshole like Johnny Storm is. And... When you see them doing like all the, you know, playing all the pranks on the thing in the, in the original Fantastic Four movie, it's, that's what he does to the thing. Like they fuck with each other. And then that's why I liked him as like both characters, but I can't really tie him down to either one. But I can tie down Christopher Reeves to Superman because that was the ultimate role he ever played in his career. Like Tom Holland, Spider-Man is his ultimate role. Like anything else he's played in, ah, he's still Spider-Man. <laughs> Robert Downey, you see him in all these great movies in the 80s. But now that he's coming off of his career, same thing with Michael Keaton. He played in a, lot, a, a bunch of great movies, but he will always be Batman. Fuck Vulture. You know what I mean? He'll always be. Oh, I don't know. I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's up. What yeah. about Beetlejuice? Hey, we shot Batman. Batman is, the, is the ultimate character. Batman. Right. Even though Beetlejuice had a lot of spinoffs and stuff. Even though be All right. Okay. If we're, talking about, if we're talking about character power here, we're talking. So, No Way Home, you want to... Finish anything, Vicky, before bringing the raw dog. Just that I feel that everybody loved it. I don't know anybody that was like, man, Spider Man, come on. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't I, think I've heard anybody say yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I, if I honestly saw, heard someone dissing it, I, I would fight the earth. Like, I would, if I could do whatever I want, I would punch them. Just punch them. Just be like, shut up. You no, I'd be like, I'd be like, what? You don't deserve to have eyeballs. I'll be like, let me down your top 10 of the shit you hating about this movie, and I'll, I'll make it bow. <laughs> and if they didn't have, and if they didn't have 10 things, I'd be like, you bullshit. What's your favorite what movie? You? Freaking The Musketeer. This is never oh. my favorite movie show. <laughs> I just liked when I saw it. <laughs> we went to see Musketeer in like that 1990s movie, The Musketeer, and I hated it from the start. And Marco was like, 
best movie ever. I don't know that I said that. <laughs> I just, I, liked I think it. Marco was saying that just to fuck with you. <laughs> I liked it. It wasn't terrible. It definitely was better than House of the Dead. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right, I think right. about No Way Home. All right. With No Way Home, it was very nostalgic. I loved how they brought everybody in. I like the fact that you might find out that his best friend might have powers to some degree because he got the magic ring to make the portal to, to bring in all the Arfield's character. And Ned was like, oh man, I made it happen, but it's not our Spider-Man. That was cool. I like the fact that they gave, they took away the goblin's mask and gave him a hoodie. That little, that those shredded up hoodie, like, oh, oh that's almost like the, the dark diamond we got right now. So that was pretty cool. He, he, oh. I'm sorry. Even the subtle hits when he was at the homeless shelter and he, <laughs> yep. Willem Dafoe started sneaking the donuts. Oh man. No, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Real quick. Willem Dafoe, when he's getting punched in the face uh, and he's just smiling harder, he smiles God. bigger every time he gets hit that I laughed out loud at that part. And then both times I saw it at the very end. When Peter is just going after him, like as hard, like he wants to kill him. Yeah. Just that whistle where he's impressed yeah. by how hard Peter's hitting him. That was so damn funny. And that's, to me, that's Defoe's power is, oh man, he can take anything. He can take getting punched in the face and make it twisted <laughs> and funny. That, I loved it. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. With William Defoe's character, I was like, yeah, I agree with you. It was like, it was so amazing. Defoe comes out here and he does give you 110% of a mm-hmm. great character. And the people with the boondock saves, oh my God, he, he sold a show in boondock face. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't remember the actor's name for, uh, for, for, uh, for Dr. Octopus, but uh, Melina, he sold no, the show too. Malia Avermelina, oh my God. Yep. It was so great to see those two iconic Spider-Man villains and seeing Melina turn over his leaf in the movie, having his moment, his character developed a moment. And it needed to see from like, like Electro's character. He wasn't going to change because he just wanted power. That's all he wanted. Like, that's how his character is in the comics. It's like, he just wants, he just wants more. He just wants to just, he just wants more. And, and I'm surprised that they didn't write it in a way where he stayed in their universe. So he could try to, you know, find some way to get the art, you know, get the start tech again. But, um, he was like, oh, look, I just love this energy. So that was cool about Electro's character. I did not like how they didn't have the, the actors on that. And that, I'm glad you cleared that up for me, Joe, because that's something I should have researched myself also. But I did like that they were in the movie. They almost had a Sinister Six, but they had a Sinister Five. So that was cool. But it would have been Six if Venom would have showed up, which I hated about the movie, but I, they was fun at the end to see that happen. Aunt May's death was super tragic. I agree with Dickie. Like, it's one of the most heartfelt and tragic deaths in the MCU. And I don't think anybody saw it coming, but I knew it was coming, <laughs> but I just didn't know when they were going to do it. It's okay. Well, they never showed us kill uncle Ben. So they're eventually going to kill her because we're attached to her now because she's young or younger than any other animal we've had. And she's very involved in Peter's life from the very jump. Now, like how it was in the comments where she like found out about it because he was exhausted from the night of Spider-Man and seeing him in the uniform. And then when she died, when she finally died in the, uh, <laughs> when she finally died in the comic book, she, she, you know, finally let him realize, I know, I always knew you were Spider-Man. So 
that was uh, another great thing. But I, I, if I give Spider-Man No Way Home, I give it a 10. It was a great movie overall. Yeah. Yeah. Was Wong with Shang-Chi? Wong, yes. And Wong is now the Sor- Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, that's right. That was yep. another. There was and, a lot of stuff in that movie, a lot of information. I, I, I know. And it, you could just tell this is another thing that I like. The, the calmness of Doctor Strange and how he's like, yeah, I'll help you, Peter. Because he's not the top dog and he doesn't have all this responsibility. And Wong is like, shovel the snow. I got this. I got that. I, it's almost, it is, it's great to see that dynamic. It was awesome to see Ned question his friendship of the other Peters going, did you have a best friend? And Toby was like, yes, he died. He became a super villain. He, he, he tried, died in my arms. Died in my arms. After he tried tragic. to kill me. And you see Ned just go like back, almost Homer in the bushes back away. <laughs> <laughs> And then how? Oh, yeah, he, because Ned's character in the comics is supposed to be the hobgoblin. That's that's what that's what played off for for him because mm. that's what happened to Harry. And I Ned, honestly I'm think sorry. we're not gonna get Ned in that movie. Was he was he was he not the green oh. goblin, or is he the hobgoblin in Spider Man Three? No, he I thought was, he was just a, he was just a green goblin. Yeah, yeah he was just a dude. Yeah, I thought he was green goblin because somebody tried to make it seem like he was the hobgoblin. And I was like, no, that was a totally different character. He became Green Goblin 2, and then he got killed. And he never came back, and then he eventually came back. And then he... Well, I just like that, you know, he goes and makes a promise to Tom Holland, and you see Andrew Garfield tap him on, a, tap him on his back, pat him on his back, and going, way to go. But uh, uh, other than that, it was great. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this before we get off of Spider-Man. I never, as a fan of Spider-Man, Ever had a problem with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? I always felt like Andrew's portrayal of Spider-Man was he was the cool Spider-Man. Yeah, and he was a nerd and he was still smart, but he was still also hip and cool. So every time he rode up on Gwen Stacy, he was always doing some cool stuff to get her. And that's what I liked about this Spider-Man. Like he wasn't a sad sack nerd like McGuire's Spider-Man. I get it. And that's why they're bringing it back. That's why they're right. bringing his Spider-Man back. Perfect. Ah, when he called him a youth pastor. It <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. And how he's like, yeah, no big deal. I, I cured it. And the, both of the Peters were like, no big deal. You know? But then again, you could see Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Oh, man, I'm so lame. All I did was fight a guy in a rhinoceros. <laughs> the thing and both of them are like, no, you're amazing. Stop it. You're amazing. <laughs> I always wanted brothers. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. When uh, Garfield cracked up, Garfield's back. back. He got it. Yeah, he got a back crime. Like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, man, me too. Hey, when FBI, he's like, oh, you didn't sure. <laughs> oh, got yeah, because like, uh, uh, a general chiropractor is not going to be able to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need another Spider Man. All right. Uh, I give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Dickie? 11 out of 10. December was awesome. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving it 11. An 11. So this whole thing has been a two-month okay. turn-on. All right. Well, that has been episode 20, our two-month turn-on. Thank um, you, people. Thank you for sitting and listening. Yeah. Watch Peacemaker. That's our TV to turn on. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Joe President saying, I love you and so long. This is Marco the Heretic asking, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I'm Dickie Wren. And Superior Raw saying, peace, love, and don't catch Omario oh, oh, out here. Don't <laughs> I'm a crime. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye.
All right. Take care, fellas. That's not fair. That your inability to act like a grown-up helps you get your way. No, it's not. But that is what it is. <laughs>